Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Tanaguzzi with Edmonton's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is David Tiefenbach, who is owner of Attaboy Property Inspections. Thanks, David, for joining us today. Yeah, yes, absolutely. You're welcome. All right, super. Let's start with uh, just an explanation of what Attaboy is and what it does. Attaboy Property Inspections. Uh, well, we're a home inspection business. We do mostly residential. Um, we've stayed a little bit out of the commercial side of it for now, but um, we do everything from rooftop to sewer line um, for for the buyers looking and also pre-listing inspections for any sellers out there. All right, super. How did this start? How did the company begin? Well, my background is in plumbing, HVAC, gas fitting for the last 26 years, and um, I needed to find something different. I... Uh, you know, I had enough of the plumbing days after 26 years of that. And uh, I was always told that I would be a good property inspector. So I actually had a friend at the time who owned a property inspection business. And we were actually in the same B&I chapter together, which is a business networking chapter. And, uh, you know, he always said to me that, you know, you should think about one day about being a property inspector. So I, uh, I took his advice and went and got my license and uh, started that. All right, super. Uh, and tell me where the name comes from. The name Attaboy came from, you know what? I honestly, I didn't know my first name until I was about three or four years old. My mom and dad always called me Attaboy. So, <laughs> and it was, uh, it was a name that kind of stuck with me through, you know, through a long time. And uh, coming up with that name, like to name this property inspection business, uh it, it it just it just made so much sense to use it so okay super now you know you must see like on a daily basis some weird stuff out there right and in, uh, in homes any anything come to mind as some of the weirdest stuff you've seen in a, in a house during an inspection uh you know there's so many different things and it's um you know, obviously, we find some of the sad things during uh, foreclosures, um, um, some of the, of the lifestyles that people have left, like maybe renters or anything like that. But there's some things that um, the home you do it kind of renovation guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always fun to see what's going to be around the corner for sure. Um, you know, we see sometimes exhaust systems that are just dumping into other rooms. Um, you know, uh, electrical, lots of electrical issues. Lots of people like to play with their own electrical, which is kind of surprising. And scary. Um, and, yeah, electrical and plumbing are two biggest things that we find that are pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Okay, a couple of things about uh, uh, what you're headed here with the company. And I understand you're looking for uh, franchise opportunities for people. Yes. Yeah. You know, since I was in the trades, you know, for the last 26 years and I would, you know, I wanted to find something different for sure. And I'm out there right now looking for people that are like me who wanted to, you know, in their late 30s, mid 40s that want to look at maybe doing something else um, and have a, you know, a really good lifestyle doing it. Um we have set up Attaboy Property Inspections to franchise, and we want to concentrate more in the Western Canada side first. We sold our first one here in Edmonton only about four or five weeks ago, 
and uh, we have one pending right now in Vancouver. So we're off to the second one to get started. And um, yeah, no, we have, uh, uh, you know, a, a fantastic opportunity for for anyone really with a really good work ethic uh, to get started for sure. Okay. And the other thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, you seem to have a, a bit of a, 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 a tug towards uh, youth in trades. Uh, uh, tell me why you think that's important and, and what you're doing about that. Yeah. Next year, um, we're going to start taking some applications and, and this is all free of course. And this is, you know, unbiased. Um, it's, I, I'm looking to get youth involved, younger guys. Um, and we're going to start taking applications from ages anywhere from 15 to 19. Um, guys that maybe guys or girls that are looking to get into trades. Um, this is going to give them a perfect opportunity to come and look and shadow me doing property inspections and to learn um, about residential home construction. Um, we've also set up where they can go spend some time with uh, plumbers, electricians, framers, insulators, um, you know, during the summer holidays uh, to to see if any kind of pique their interest on any kind of trade that they may like to get involved in. And then also they have the home inspection side to uh, training with us if they want to, for sure. All right. Super. Let's talk a little bit about yourself uh... David, and your background, you're from a uh, small town uh, uh, near uh, Regina, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Where, yeah, where there's this, just, just east of Regina, um, a small town called Balgoni, Saskatchewan. I grew up there and my grandparents had a farm just southeast of there. Um, you know what? I grew, I grew up on the farm. I mean, that's, uh, that's what we did. You know, a lot of families went out to the lake and my family went out to the farm. Um, that was kind of where we went. And, uh, you know, we, uh, I remember the farm life, the harvest season very vividly. It was one of my favorite times of the year for sure. And, um, you know, I grew up hauling grain at the age of 10. I think I was hauling grain already at the age of 10 and, and on the combine and stuff like that. So I remember um, my grandpa sending, sent me to go, to go get the mail. Um, and this was about a 15 minute drive from the farm. And I was, uh, I took the 1960 Pontiac for a ride and uh, went to the post office to get the mail. And uh, on my way back, I was actually pulled over by the RCMP officer. And I was probably a couple of miles still from the farm. And uh, he walked up to the car and tapped on the window and rolled down the window. And he looked at me and he kind of smiled and he says, how old are you? And I said, 12. <laughs> he says, what the hell are you doing driving? And I said, well, well grandpa sent me to go get the mail. And uh, you know, he kind of said, you know, the reason why I pulled you over was just to look at the car. And I said, well, I'm only a couple of miles away from the farm. I said, why don't you come and meet my grandpa? He says, well, I'll, I'll be following you just to make sure we get there safe. So uh, we pulled into the yard and grandpa came out of the barn and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and walked the police officer around to show all his other cars. And that was the end of that story. So, Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I, I, I remember that so perfectly. It was just such a funny moment. No kidding. Yeah. What did you think you learned from growing up on the farm? That uh, what kind of lessons do you think you learned 
um, that have uh, suited well for you uh, in you know in your future uh, career and business? I, I think it's the the work ethic. I mean, my grandpa was a workaholic. My dad was a workaholic. Um, you know, it was just hard work, and and we were never afraid of hard work. <clears throat> um, you know, and, and it's just the, about the family too. You know, the family spending time working hard. Um, it, it was just a a lifestyle that I. You know, I don't know if it's you see it too often, too much anymore, but the the farm life um, was something special and something that I never forget and that I take credit for actually doing and being involved in for sure. Yeah. And the same question really about uh, growing up in Saskatchewan. Uh, Absolutely. You know, growing up in Saskatchewan, it, we're all farmers, really, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, if you lived in a small town, we are all part of some sort of farming life. Um, small town, you know, uh, a small group of friends that you grow up together. Um, and uh, just th that lifestyle of everything, of just the family kind of environment. Um, it, was, it was actually really nice. Okay, super. So what got you into the plumbing and gas fitting uh, uh, business? My dad was uh, my dad was a tinsmith, a Lennox dealer, um, HVAC guy. And um, he uh, ran a plumbing heating business in, in Regina. So when I um, finished high school, I went right into the plumbing trade and uh, and, you know, and just started with him. He uh, he ended up retiring in about 2004 and moved to BC. And my mom and my sisters were already in Calgary, and uh, so I decided not to stay in Regina at that time and and moved. Actually, ended up moving to Calgary first uh, in 2005 and started with a plumbing company there for a little while. Um, they had some management problems here in Edmonton, so they actually moved me into Edmonton three months after. And I started their, their office here for them. And, and then in 2006, I started my own plumbing business. What was it called? It was Piper Plumbing. And, uh, and yeah. so how long did you have that? I had that up until about, 20, uh, about early 2018. I sold it off to a couple of employees. And then um, I was kind of in and out of the cannabis industry or looking to get into it a little bit. And it uh, just never went my way. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then that's when I um, looked at doing my uh, license for property inspections. So once I got that completed, I started Attaboy Property Inspections kind of late 2019 and never really did anything with it until 2020. And then that's when it kind of took off. So I just want to backtrack for a second um, in, in terms of the plumbing business. Uh, why why did you feel at that time it was uh, time to sell and, and get out of that? Uh, well, I had a couple of employees that were interested in carrying on with it. And I was kind of like I was it was just not in my heart anymore. I needed at that time to find something different. And uh, that's when my friend who owned a at that time, a property inspection business, you know, him and I had a really good talk about how to get into the business and stuff like that. So he kind of pushed me and nudged me a little bit to get at it. So uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm very grateful and thankful for that, for, for him to do that for sure. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about, as you mentioned, uh, your brief foray into cannabis? Uh, what happened there? 
Yeah, I mean, the cannabis industry was, um, it was still out of a gray area at that time. And it was something that, you know, I, I thought if I could get in the door running, it would uh, really take off to kind of be the first one. Uh-huh. But uh, no, the the federal government uh, made a pretty hot, <laughs> a pretty hard stop on me, um, which was kind of sad and too bad because it looked like it was actually going to be pretty promising. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was put at a it was put at a red light pretty quick. So, I'm sorry. Why is that? Then? Uh, it, it was just it was too early. Uh, it oh. was too early. Um, none of the regulations and all the rules and uh, anything like that was kind of put in place yet. Oh, okay. So when when you look at uh, uh, being an entrepreneur, uh, you know what advice would you give? Uh, uh, people who uh, you know maybe want to be entrepreneurs, uh, what advice would you give them? Well, I, I think you, I think being an entrepreneur, you're born being an entrepreneur. I think you should know if you're going to be an entrepreneur before you even become into that. But I mean, it's always something that it, there's always a little bit of a sacrifice. It's a lifestyle for sure. Um, it's. Uh, <laughs> You have to love yourself. You have to know exactly who you are and you have to find your passion um, before you get into involved in anything. You know, I, I had a passion of home construction. Um, you know, my background in the plumbing, HVAC, gas fitting kind of fit that passion. Yeah. And, um, and my customer service, my plumbing company was mostly plumbing service. So you know, I had all that kind of set up and ready to go. Um, and, and, you know, and then the passion of it, of how helping people, you know, go out there and, and find their home or their forever home or people that are selling their homes. It was just something that just clicked for me. And, uh, and it's just something that I'm so grateful for and something that I'm just, I, I can't wake up fast enough every morning to get out there and go do inspections. This is just what I love to do now. What what has been the toughest uh, challenge or challenges you've you've faced in being an entrepreneur? Well, it's it's a roller coaster life. It can definitely be ups and downs for sure. And I think um, you know the the things like the economies can always play a part of that for different for different entrepreneurs. Um, I think that uh, you know. I think off the beginning, it's always really difficult to get all your systems and procedures in place. And I think once you do that and you start, you know, out hiring the other person is when things really start to, you know, it's like almost like pushing a snowball down a mountain. Once those systems are in play and you start hiring the right people for the right positions, it becomes uh, it becomes fun, actually, and you know, and it, the training part of it, and everything, and the culture that you build around your business um, is so important. So, when you know, through your entrepreneurial journey, uh, uh, did you have any mentors along the way, or did you have any, um, I don't know, examples of uh, of entrepreneurs that you kind of learned from, or even books that you uh, read? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, the Atomic Habits, um, you know, Darren Hardy was always somebody, all his books. Um, I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm usually up in the mornings at about 4.35 a.m. The very first thing I do is actually 
have my coffee and do a lot of reading. And Darren Hardy was always a lot of his books. Um, uh, there's uh, uh, Tony Robinson. Um, you know, there's lots of guys that I can actually can't think of off of the top of my head. But um, having a mentor, I think, is one of the most important things to have, to be honest with you. I think surrounding yourself with business like minded people, yeah. people that are actually more successful than you are. Um, because I, I strongly believe the people that you hang out with is who you become. And uh, my mentor was someone who is, uh, you know, who's been a business coach, who's um, sold franchises, who's been in the, um, um, you know, the corporate side of things and uh, having somebody beside you that you can actually have those conversations with is, is key to success for sure. Absolutely. Okay. What about uh, doing business in Edmonton? What's that like? Uh, you know what? I, I, when I first moved into Edmonton, I was a little skeptical for sure. I mean, it was going into a larger city um, from Regina and uh, you know, it took a little bit of time to get uh, you know, to meet some people and stuff like that. But, you know, doing business here was, it's, it's fantastic. I, you know, the, the growth of the city is, is amazing. Um, I love the downtown life here. Um, I've been uh, in Edmontonia now for, you know, since 2006. And uh, I think it's a fantastic place to do business. Okay. Million dollar question though. Uh, football. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Elks or Rough Riders? I, I, you know what? Being born in a Saskatchewan farmer, you all, that, that green rider blood will always be in my body for sure. Um, it's, uh, yeah, that rider nation in Regina is something special and it's something that I actually miss, but, uh, that is one thing that well, will never go away. Yeah. Well, being also from that Eastern part of Saskatchewan, you could also, uh, be, a uh, a, a blue bomber fan, I guess, but <laughs> you could do. Yeah, that's, that's true. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the personal side of things, uh, David. Uh, you know, obviously, everyone knows that being an entrepreneur, it's basically a 24-7 job. It's, uh, you know, you're either doing it or thinking about uh, your business. Uh, but what do you do uh, outside of that to get that, quote, quote work-life balance? Yeah, that's, um, you know, that's something that I'm working on. I mean, it's, it's really busy, um, you know, starting, uh, starting this business and then getting into the franchise side of it. But no, I, I find time. I, I love going to the mountains. I mean, I love seeing Jasper and Banff. I, I do a little bit of uh, downhill skiing. I love the hiking. Um, and just spending time, you know, I'm, like I said, I was an early morning riser. So I like going to the gym. You can find me always running stairs in the river Valley. Um, Edmonton downtown is beautiful walking around and stuff like that in the river Valley. So, uh, you know what, I, I try to get out as much as possible to, to just down, downgrade a little bit and spend time for myself for sure. Well, right now, I in the bio that you sent me, you talked about a dream being a uh, yeah. having an acreage. Uh, maybe can you explain that and what you'd like? Yeah, to that's a that's a goal for me. That's becoming a reality now. I'm actually just starting to look for the land. I'm just I, I really love going just um, just east of Sherwood Park, kind of by that Ardrossan area. I have some land that uh, have picked out and some 
blueprint drawings in my head of a, of a home that I want to build. So I'm looking at doing all that early next year. So what will you have out there? You know what? I've all, I've always pictured a couple of Clydesdales walking around, roaming around the acreage and uh, definitely uh, an outdoor pool and outdoor kitchen and maybe a brick old oven for pizzas and stuff like that. So it was, uh, I want to build myself a little bit of an oasis out there for sure. All right. So in, in many ways, back to your roots. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what? Um, as much as I hated cutting grass when I was a kid, I think there's always a lot of grass to cut on an acreage for sure. I might need, I might, <clears throat> I might need to get a couple of goats with those Clydesdales. So now, <clears throat> Now, I, I just uh, as a personal aside, uh, uh, and to our viewers here, uh, I met David uh, uh, several weeks ago uh, when my wife and I came to Edmonton for uh, for our anniversary in uh, downtown Edmonton. Uh, we met David sitting at the bar at, at uh, Bodega Restaurant, a, a great mm-hmm. Italian restaurant down there. So I'm kind of curious of your lifestyle uh you know you 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 live in the heart of a downtown core to go yeah. out to an acreage outside the city how is that transition gonna take place and yeah more from you know, a mental perspective yeah you know what it's I, I think that farm life that acreage style has always really been there for me um but i i do love the downtown i i, I really do i we have some fantastic restaurants down here that, as you know, down one, 104th Street there where we met. Um, I think I'm always going to be traveling back into downtown to hit them up for sure. So, okay, super. Now, if you don't mind, uh, David, one thing I, uh, you shared uh, with my wife and I uh, uh, that evening uh, was your family's connection uh, with the church. And uh, can you maybe talk a little bit about that? And Yeah, I mean, we... Just outside of uh, Momart, Saskatchewan is where the homestead is. And uh, we have uh, great, great grandparents who homesteaded there, actually built a church there back in, I believe it was 1905. Um, It was all hand-built, hand-painted through the family. And it's uh, a family-owned church. And um, it's, uh, you know, something that I'm pretty proud of. I have a lot of different... uh, cousins and um that get still get married out there lots of baptisms we have a priest that's right in momart saskatchewan that comes out to there to help us with all the services and stuff like that um we spend um anytime that i go back to regina i drive out there obviously to see the homestead and and to visit the church um you know i uh it, it's been in the family for many generations and it's uh, and it's going to continue to be. And it's just something that uh, we're pretty proud of. All right. Super. And one last thing, uh, David, if people are interested in franchise opportunities uh, with Attaboy, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, they can go right to the website and click. Um, it's basically a click the franchise opportunity page. I'll come, I'll get a form that comes straight to me that'll go to the franchise team. And from there, we'll reach out to you with a discovery call. All right, super. Well, thanks very much uh, for joining us today, David. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you. All right, super. That was David Tiefenbach, who is owner of the Attaboy Property Inspections in Edmonton. My name is Mario Tanaguzzi. I'm with uh, Edmonton's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.